0: Use your power, the key to liberty. Don't support that rich man's style of luxury. And there, and there ain't, ain't no way they can ever, can ever keep us down. Us down. Oh no. There ain't no way they can ever keep us down. We won't be bought, we won't be sold to be treated right. Well, that's our goal. And there, and there ain't no way they can ever keep us down. down. We've been jail, Lord, it's a sin. Women and little children stood right by the men. But we got a union contract that keeps the worker free.
1: mining districts of West Virginia. You'll never keep us down. That's Hazel Dickens singing that. I love her. We got often play her music. This is Kevin Ann at Eagle Strong Voice. It's Here We Stand August 4th. Welcome. This is uh, the regular show of uh, the Republic of Canada, but now expanded internationally to 12 other countries. Known as the Republic Alliance, uniting people in all of those countries, which we'll mention today where they are, uh, united around the program of taking back power into the hands of all the people, and as part of that, of course, the campaign starting Sunday, September 11th, disestablishing the Vatican, the oldest criminal conspiracy on the planet, folks, that we've documented over the last seven years so well on this show. And I'm really delighted today to have a member of that alliance from Australia with me. I'm going to bring her on a little bit. Her name's Nina De Giglio. She's a public health nurse, a town councillor, and a member of the Republic Alliance from Australia. And we're going to be talking about the upcoming campaign, but also all sorts of good things related to it. Because, you know, this coming month is what something Napoleon called the favorable moment in a battle. Because the Church of Rome is teetering on the brink of a crisis that makes the resignation of Pope Benedict in 2013 pale in comparison. Because recently, of course, Jorge Bergoglio admitted on July 29th that, yes, genocide happened. Well, hello, when anyone admits that, under international law, they've got to face trial, prosecution, and punishment. Now, as a result of that, local governments, at least in Canada and America, are beginning to nullify tax exemptions for the Church. And in a panic reaction, Bergoglio has started calling in all the funds of the Catholic Church. They want them all centralized in the Vatican Bank because, of course, their uh, business partner, China, is expecting them to come through on the one billion dollars or I'm sorry, one trillion dollars at seven hundred and eighty billion that the Vatican Bank has promised China to fund its expansion. Obviously they want to get that money guaranteed, so Bergoglio is jumping through the hoop and making sure all of the money is there. Now of course the most recent farce in that is that you may have read this in the news, the Pope just lopped off the head of the leadership of the Knights of Malta. And um, this is quite funny, because the Knights of Malta a very lucrative uh, society within the Catholic Church, and he wants all their money, of course, so he's doing kind of what happened, if you know anything about medieval history, the Knights of Malta are descended from a group called the Hospitallers, which was a, um, a warrior society to took part in the Crusades, but they wiped out the Templars, the Knights Templar, because the Templars were getting so powerful and so wealthy. The, uh, the hospitalers and the Pope and the King of France destroyed the Templars in 1307 and grabbed all their wealth. Well, it looks like Bergoglio is repeating that old, you know, uh, infighting tradition within the Church of Rome, and they're now wiping out the Knights of Malta to get their money. So, I mean, this shows you folks the falling out going on and how it's possible to keep up the pressure, because we prove what Sun Tzu says in The Art of War. You provoke a bigger enemy to destroy itself, and that's exactly what we're witnessing. So you can follow all these developments. And as a matter of fact, if you go to MurderByDecree.com, go to ITCCS Updates right now on that site, and you'll see all of the recent articles posted about this. Also, the, uh, on that article, uh, the latest article, which is entitled um, The Global Campaign to Defund and Disestablish the Church of Rome, you'll see a timeline there, what we want folks to do over the next month, including not only the September 11th action, but things like Picketing and helping to occupy your local church, getting your town council to nullify tax exemptions, and working with indigenous elders to take back that land stolen over so many centuries. So it's a very exciting time, folks. And please write to us, Republic National Council at protonmail.com, and we hope to see all of you involved in those actions. So without further ado, I'm going to go to Nina De Giglio. Hi, Nina.
2: Good morning. Oh, it's our Good morning, but your afternoon. How are you? <laughs>
1: i'm doing really well nina and it yeah it's great to join hands with everybody across the waters and carry on this battle i'm wondering if you could say a little bit about yourself and your relationship to this whole campaign and we're going to get into the whole meat of it after that
2: yeah firstly i love what you've said all that intro i guess for me also um so i'm um I'm a nurse uh, that's been deregistered because I, I chose not to get the jabs and uh, listen to my body and to, you know, the spiritual essence inside of me. And um, I, uh, you know, I've, I grew up in, the, you know, in, the, in, the, uh, in Sydney. I'm now in a country town in the Shulhaven and got to know my Aboriginal people through the Aboriginal health programs that were funded by governments many, many years ago, so it was about 15 years ago. So I live down south coast of New South Wales. But what really resonates for me in joining this um, joining this alliance is I really want to expose evil. I want the truth. I want to stand for humanity. Um, seeing the abuse of children, I've seen videos of, of what um, people in power can do to not only children but to women and vulnerable people. Um, my whole life's been about looking after vulnerable people and ensuring that they were empowered so to see after this explosion of the COVID and seeing what really happens in the higher echelons, um, uh, yeah, we need to expose the truth and have spirit back in our world where God is, you know, first and centre and where we can um, have a world that works, where humanity has love, peace and unity. That's that's basically why I'm here. Yeah, and it's,
1: it's- it's been really great talking to you uh, on Zoom calls, but also with the whole other group. Just yesterday, we had a fantastic uh, discussion with people in six countries. And, you know, it's amazing. Wherever you go, you are meeting the same kind of beautiful people who are just fed up. And we say, look, we can't work through the old system. We've got to create our own courts, our own assemblies, yes. you know, our own public health hospitals. And tell it a little bit about that. And we can lead into your whole relationship with Indigenous people, which is a whole important front as well.
2: Yeah, sure. So I was on local council, so I've also been in politics and I was on local council. And one of the things we always passed was to exempt the taxes and rates for our churches, which um, we had the power to do as as, as councillors. Um, and it always didn't sit quite right with me because growing up Catholic, I, there were yeah, some religious controls that really disturbed me, but I didn't really know the extent of it. Um, but you always think, as a council, you're doing the right thing. Oh, I'm sure the churches are going to do the right thing for people, so we'll give them their tax exemption. That's how it kind of, you know, goes under the table. Um, right. So, yeah. Sorry, say something then. Yeah.
1: No, go ahead. No, I disagreed with you. Okay.
2: Um, I've, I lost the thread of what I was going to say after that. Um, that's okay. I basically, I'm, I'm really. You know, I just really want to expose and be part of the September 11th day, and join within in with our Aboriginal community who've also been at massive disadvantage um, locally. Uh, what we found, I don't know if I can say this now as part of the talk, but we've there's a couple of things that disturbs me about the treatment of our Aboriginal community is that they were, they went into their homes and gave them the jabs, uh, forcibly, um, yeah, and told them it was all for their own benefit and they were going to protect all their elders. Um, so lies, 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 and then we've got a situation in our area. We've got a church at Huskisson um, that a dirty development wants to go there, a big development, and that land belonged to the Aboriginal people. That's a burial site. Now there's a church there, but the Aboriginal people kindly gave it to the churches because they felt like they were very kind to them. That's Aboriginal people are very generous. They've been taken advantage of. So now we see the total disadvantage to them in that now the church has sold this um, land to this developer for a very you know, large sum of money so that he can do his development. Um, yeah, so total disrespect to our Aboriginal community and uh, we need to really call that out.
1: Well, you mentioned two really important things that I'd like to just talk about for a few minutes. You talked about forcibly, for, you know, uh, forcing injections on on Native people and the whole huge real estate connected to the church and they're grabbing and destroying native graves and that kind of thing just out of greed. So we find in Canada, and there's a lot of connection between Canada and Australia in terms of the the legislation, the genocidal approach, and I found the same thing going back many years. I remember uh, when I started my radio show in Vancouver in 2001, a native woman came on the show and said, well, Health Canada showed up again and they shoved needles in all our kids' arms and we can't go against it under the Indian Act or we go to jail. Now that's 2001, that's way before COVID. They're shoving experimental drugs into the arms of Native kids and killing them, right? It's just yeah. crazy.
2: And, and speaking about jail, Kevin, we have a high representation of Aboriginal people in our jails and it's such a stitch-up for them. Like they, it's, just, it's a setup for them to never succeed. Yep. Um, they do this fake, I oh, will give you money, um, we'll, you know, include you, you know, to have a voice in the parliament, which is something a young Aboriginal woman I'm working with at the moment, we know that's um, a, a way to have the Aboriginal people come under um, an umbrella where uh, there's more controls uh, placed on them and all of us uh, because the yep. Aboriginal people are our sovereigns. So we can stand with them um, in solidarity at this time which is what they don't want us to do.
1: Right. Now, have you had, you know, you, you've you been a, a nurse and you've seen all this up close. Have you seen the impact when these shots are forced on, on native people? I know that in Canada, they tend to go after the elders and the children all the time. Yeah. And uh, they tend to die disproportionately after these shots. And, you know, the amazing thing is it's Pfizer And Glaxo and all these companies that are now pushing the COVID drug—they're the ones who went in and killed all these native kids that were so many years. So, I don't understand why people who who know that would allow them to shoot up their own families with the same companies.
2: Look, what I'm what I'm finding here is our Aboriginal people are too scared to talk out loud. So I get an yeah. inbox here and there, oh, look, Nina, I love what you're putting on Facebook, love what you're doing, we support you, but they can't say anything because they are that disempowered and they're fearful of police because their whole world's been about having loved ones locked in jail in the past. So they certainly don't want to um, have that occur to any of their families, so they comply. Yep. Yep. Mm.
1: Same old deal. I mean, it's it, uh You know, when you look at literature in colonized people, I remember there was a good uh, author, Franz Fanon, he was an Algerian, and he was talking about, uh, as a psychiatrist, dealing with Algerians who lived under French colonialism, and it's the same story. People are so crushed, they turn on each other and are violent with each other, but they can't imagine even raising their thoughts against the colonizer, or in this case, the church was the big colonizer and still is so it's it's even finding one or two that have broken from that and working with them but then they get isolated in the communities they consider you know if, if you're not as dysfunctional as us then you've sold out right <laughs> kind of attitude yeah
2: yeah absolutely we do have that issue here we have aboriginal people so we've got what's called aboriginal land councils and they're funded by right. government and yep. because they're funded by government, those people in there are comfortable in those positions, so they feel loyal to the government so they uh, comply with the rules and inaction or their strategies and or their protocols. And then there's the other Aboriginal right. people in the community who you know basically look up to people to support them like they're quite dependent or they're vulnerable and being that position, they deserve to be cared for and looked after. But what happens is these organizations funded by government, literally um harm their own people uh whether it's oh, yeah. knowingly or unknowingly yeah but um and that splits it splits the community and it splits families and i've seen that happen but what they do it very cleverly is that they never dob on each other they just keep it in-house so right. it never ever yeah so the truth never ever comes out in their community but they know they know who's who in their
1: zoo you know it's this, it's like a mirror image of what goes on they're called ban councils in Canada but it's the same deal yeah. the puppet governments and you know the british had a long tradition of doing this they did in india you know you sent you mm. take the maharajas nice. kids and train them in oxford and make and then they go back and administer the country on behalf of the brits and um you know so it it's a long tradition um but one one thing i wanted to ask you was um is there People who are broken from that in the Indigenous were like younger Native people set up their own sovereign groups that have nothing to do with the land councils or the, or the bank councils or anything. And they they get targeted right away, but they're trying to recover their own traditions and say, we don't need these yeah. puppet organizations.
2: Yeah, not do yet, but we've got a young girl who actually wants to do something like that. She's taken it, uh, you know. She's, she's bitten, you know, she's chewing it all, she's got taken it by the teeth and she's going to create something like that. Right. So um, I think for me my job really is not to interfere with her work but to support her, empower her and and raise her up. Um, but the, right. the, the behaviour you were speaking about earlier, it, it's very classic narcissist behaviour and, and, and divide and conquer and um, because of this mass um, formation psychosis, um at the that we've got at the moment, and we know governments have technology to um you know suppress us and um I've just reading a little bit about on microwave technology and m k ultra like that they're, these things do i know it's probably a weird conversation for some of the new ones maybe hearing, but they there there is technology out there that's not known to the common people um that they do and they put on us and then they blame us and um you know call us stupid or. So, I guess at the end of the day, for me here in in our community, is to not call people stupid or sheep or anything, but to just make them aware and try and love them and um, allow them to know what's actually occurred to them. That's a crime.
1: That's right. And, you know, I find with all the energy technology, um, there's a part of us that can't reach, you know, the higher self. uh, Sometimes I call it the heart-mind or, you know, the mind within our heart, within our soul. Um, And... I find the people that are in touch with that inner power can't be affected like that unless they choose to, you know, not be part of it. But um, And so that's all at work, and you're right to, to raise all that. As a matter of fact, the Indigenous woman you speak about, we've spoken to, and she plans to come on the show in the future to talk about from her people's perspective what they're doing. Now, you know, in our flag for the Republic of Kanata, we have that two-row wampum symbol of the Europeans and the Indigenous going down the river together, side by side, sharing the land. And so, you know, that's kind of our philosophy in the Republic Alliance to, to recreate our societies from the grassroots, overcoming this tradition of genocide, right?
2: Yeah, look, oh, that vision really resonates for me too, because our Aboriginal people, they're really, they've got a lot to offer and they've been stopped. So, all their healing remedies and methods, like I'm a nurse and I'm. You know, in the past, dishing out pharmaceutical, you know, remedies that that really make people sick. So, for us not knowing um, the remedies of indigenous people, it's 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 criminal, and and to take all that knowledge away from them and turn them into what they call them here, coconuts, like the black on the outside and white on the inside. So they kind of yep. label, you know, label each other, um, you know, you right. know, when, you know. In, to, you know in that perspective sorry I'm getting my words all muddled but at the end of the day you get the gist of what I'm saying is that at the end of the you know their their technologies their um their intelligence their healing remedies have all been stopped and geez it would be nice to resurrect that walk hand in hand with them um, and throw away some of our dirty bath water keep the baby and um, work together with all their um good remedies and healing and healing modalities and Really have a healthy society. Um, you know all our foods are poisoned the way they grew food. they understand the different weeds which we poison with uh, there's um, it's, it's so its a, it's big this thing is huge to you know to uncover.
1: yeah no, you know I find it interesting Nina that the the higher people go in a system, the more trapped they are. Their minds are yeah. trapped. They feel restrained because they got their pension to worry about and all their dependencies and everything. And it's only the people on the margins who have the freedom to take these actions. It's like all of our movement in Canada, in Canada started with street natives, homeless natives. They're the ones who occupied the churches with us. It wasn't the band council natives who felt they had a lot to lose. Uh, you know, it was those those folks with with without anything left to lose and they're the ones who tend to fuel these movements initially but then again they're the ones most under attack so it's kind of a catch 22 right
2: yeah look i was on council i was um it's easy to be swept away by the um so you get taken on conferences and you have these meetings yep. and you're made to feel a bit special you know because you're on council um it right. distracts you from staying with the people on the ground so at the yep. moment our representatives they're not there for the pe- they're not there for the people and if I wasn't who I was I would have been swept away with all that glitz and gladder and meals but it never just sat right with me um I was I was always just like but aren't we here for community so I can tell you they say and councils and health professionals were there for the community um their actions and words don't match and for me that means a lack of integrity um in the way organisations function um, I think people have the right idea. They, I think a lot of them want to, but they just get distracted and taken away by, yeah, what's, what's put in front of them. That's why, by, you know,
1: our, our model yeah. of, you know, alternative assemblies and courts, it's not fueling their system, it's pulling the energy out of their system yeah. and creating a new one. And yes. we find, you know, that's incredibly empowering for people because then it's in our hands and it's creative. It's whatever we create now. And that's why I see, you know, this whole the approach of the common law republic as a as a great weapon in the hands of people who don't know what to do, who are trapped in the system, and they know they got to get into something else, but they don't see an alternative until, you know, we create it.
2: Yeah, look, they want us to be dependent. I mean, we know the whole thing was a stitch-up by, um, by the guys running the show, including the Vatican. Um, so oh, yeah. having strong, empowered people is their biggest fear. So I guess our job is to... And sh- try and get as many brave voices and hearts across the line to where we're at. And so, don't be afraid yep. to use your voice. God gave it to you for a reason, you know. We're here for humanity. Like, just just give them permission to shine. And um, and, and this is what I want to do with Ashley. And I know Ashley will um, pass that on in her communities because she's a powerhouse.
1: Mm. She is. She's an amazing young woman. I'm so impressed mm. by her. Yeah. like what we call in Canada, clan mother, like from the a spiritual lineage where the women were the spiritual elders in the community and they held it all together. That's why they went after the women and, and yeah. you know, it's interesting a lot of the missing Aboriginal women in Canada, if you trace their origins, they're from that, what they call blue bloods or the spiritual elders mm-hmm. and they knew mm-hmm. they had to wipe them out in order to put in their puppets and, uh, you know that's the heritage we're living under. You know, so it, it's recreating that. It. That's a beautiful thing. It, it's popping up again, like like new growth in spring, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I think what's really the women in our community um, definitely have been suppressed, but I'm seeing pockets of really amazing women uh, pop up. I actually wrote some emails um, to our health organ mm-hmm. Aboriginal health organisations that been gone that been going out jabbing um, the kids and the women mm-hmm. and All the vulnerable, um, they they're not connected yet. Um, And the the woman that runs one of the organisations, she's a nice person. Um, I've known her for a long time. But uh, if if she, when she gets wind of what she's done and what's happened, I think she's going to experience tremendous guilt. And I am concerned about all the health professionals who've been out there jabbing, thinking they're doing the right thing when they get the reality, they're going to just either, I think they're either going to crash or commit suicide or, I don't know, what were your thoughts on that? i have just put myself in there. She said, if that was me doing it, I would just, um, man, the guilt would be enormous.
1: Yeah, you're right. And, and you know, we get that all the time from people, but here's the thing. the I found in the church, if you're a humanitarian person, you tend to get weeded out quick anyway. And mm. um, the people who are left are those you know, willing to pull the trigger if you like, uh, and they don't—they've kind of suspended their whole morality and their ethical feelings. Um, but it's true; there are people like that, and, and we have to welcome, have an open door with everyone all the time. That's how we relate to cops and everybody. Say, look, you got to leave the corrupt criminal system. Here's what you can join, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think one of the things I'm doing in my in my group here in the Shell Haven. Creating an off-grid kind of community, and um, and I don't know if I should say this out loud, but like we we do need new councils. That we need a parallel world for a while as we transition. um, Right. Where we, yeah. Some one of my thoughts is I don't want to give my money to the current system because they're not using it appropriately. We know there's, um, we know about the tunnels. We know about the child sex trafficking. We know about. Our funds aren't going to our roads or our infrastructure. Uh, They're poisoning our water. Like, Why would I want to give money to that when if we can, as a group, have our monies collated separately and and use it for good,
1: that that would be moving forward. You're describing the first step a lot of our local Republic assemblies take in Canada, and that is they withhold Mm. federal tax money not as individuals who are then targeted but as a whole group we pass a law in our community saying we're right. keeping the money in our community. What can they do yeah. at that point, right? Arrest everybody? Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah. yeah. Um you you mentioned the um also the uh the thing about the whole destruction of graves and the, the Vatican has an enormous investment portfolio around the world. It's in the trillions of dollars the land and properties they own. And now, under the laws passed both by indigenous elders and our own republics, we can lawfully seize all of that property because they're a convicted Mm -hmm. criminal organization. They don't have the right to gather revenue on that. So it's a matter of mobilizing people and getting them to see they can actually do it. Um, Are there people, and I was going to mention about the jabs, too. We have our sheriffs go in and protect families who don't want to get the shot. We go and stop the destruction of these grave sites it's that community grassroots action that can stop these crimes right
2: yeah that that speaks to me um, as a I was a Catholic <laughs> in my youth grew up brainwashed um, into their system I have um, personally experienced my, my brother was sexually abused by a clergyman um, I have uh, my cousin. Who was who was also had that experience so uh, it, it's the and the Aboriginal people you know being even more vulnerable than than us I can't imagine oh. the numbers um, of those children I, I know in the health system because that's where I've mostly worked um, that I've heard stories and their mums have been upset they don't want to go to the health service because they know there's members in there that do it to the kids um, yep. that, that abuse them. I, um, I wish on you um, a little bit more. I know there was one Aboriginal lady. She was gang raped by seven men down in her Aboriginal community and her father was a clergyman, in fact. He was a, a white man and her mum was um, Aboriginal. And then after that, they, 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 it was really a violent, and then they put in a bottle of beer up her area and this woman was a talented singer And it wasn't until she was sixty-five years old that she shared that story. Oh yeah, and then when we yeah, so she lived with that for years, and she was an alcoholic, so she was labelled as a hopeless alcoholic. Whatever. And what she was was a very talented woman with a really the secret she kept to herself of being gang raped by seven men one night. And but when I got Aboriginal women in a circle to speak about, and she she said, I want to share this story now, I'm ready to share, there are another 10 right. women in that circle, Aboriginal women, and eight out of those 10 women had a sexual abuse story. So I know it That's is right. really high. I just don't know them all. But I, once I did that, I went, oh, my God, this is huge.
1: Well, it's huge. And, and you know, it, you're talking as well about how our whole movement started. It started in the talking circles among Native survivors in Vancouver hmm. back in 1997, we started sharing stories, and then we said, okay, we're going to do more than talk. Let's confront these churches. That's how the spark that started it, just the ability to speak about the, your truth, right? And um, the reason it's all silenced, and, and this is something you should tell every Catholic in the world. Uh, there's a policy in the Vatican Catholic Church. It's been around since 1929. It's called Crimin Solicitanus, and it says it's a standing policy. When children are raped, everyone's silenced. The police are not told. And if you talk, you're excommunicated. So it's, 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 it's telling every Catholic in the world they've got to support a criminal conspiracy to help rape children and, and protect child rapists. So, I mean, if Catholics knew that, we say, look, stop giving money on Sunday. Stop attending. You're involved yeah. in a criminal conspiracy here. That's why it's so, it's so common, because every child rapist in the world knows they can become a Catholic priest and get away with it. It's part of the policy.
2: Yeah, let's talk about a Vatican. Let's let's see they, they they get us in, they make us feel guilty. Um yep. you're not going to heaven. Oh no, I remember when I was a kid, you're not going to heaven unless you do ten Hail Marys and Ten Our Fathers and put money in the church and light up a candle and all this stuff hey, to have God my sins money. forgiven. I
1: know these like, your <laughs>
2: It's the biggest stitch-up, okay. yeah. But like the thing is, a lot of us believed it. I was a kid. I was like brainwashed into it. Yep. But, you know, the yep. Vatican literally is a criminal organization and they've been allowed to get away with it. We have to call these guys to account. Well, That's they are, coming. We're, you, you know, They
1: are collapsing. They're on the defensive because of this years of this pressure. And it shows you that grassroots pressure works you know? Yeah. they. Uh, but when we started this, nobody used the word genocide. Now everyone's using it in relation to Indigenous mm-hmm. people and these young children in these death camps. I mean, it, it it just takes time, like water on a rock, and we have to stay at it. And that's a problem, you know, people tend to give up easily when they don't see results. And we're in this for the long haul, right?
2: Oh, look, I, I'm i really keen on this because, um, uh, you know, we need to get back to for well, what I say. So the the, the the building of the Vatican has got is a snake, right? So right. they're actually not they're not actually praying to the God that we pray to. I don't believe so. If you've got a snake in the back of that church and the Pope's saying prayers to that, who is he actually praying to? So you've got
1: a question. That's what. You know what?
2: Yeah, you've got absolutely. A question what they're doing.
1: You know what the you know what the word Vatican means? It means. Snake, serpent. It means divining serpent. And, you know, it's funny because the indigenous people here on Turtle Island or North America say mm. that before the white skin there was a Daganoweda. He was a peacekeeper, the great peacekeeper. Some people think he was Christ incarnated among Native people, uh, like over a thousand years ago. But anyway, he warned about the pale, double-headed snake who was coming from the east. And he would say one thing and then say another. He would be evil and good, and he would fool people to kill them and take their their hearts. And yet, one day the people would rise up and kill the two headed snake. That's you, you hear that tradition all over North America and in the indigenous world. So, I'm sure your like the aborigines where you are have exactly the same kind of understanding, right? They're just mm. like you say, it's it's underground because they get killed
2: otherwise right yeah yeah and look what I'm really pleased about from our zoom course of of the Italians all the countries you got involved in the alliance Canada France Italy Greece Spain Latin America Sweden England Denmark Netherlands Australia USA New Zealand I'm really pleased about the Italian it's my background um and I didn't I thought they would be the hardest group to get around on this, um, To that they've been hoodwinked. <laughs> Rome's the place. And But I'm really yep. proud to hear that the Italians are stepping up and supporting this, Kevin. Do you want to just tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. As a matter of fact, my family, Annette, their name, Arnesti was the original name, and we came from around Milano in northern Italy, but, you know, mm-hmm. we've been dissidents yep going way back. So we were what we called Waldenses, which were Protestants in Italy, and we got burned out by the Vatican. So we went to France, where we became Huguenots, but then we got burned out by the king and the Pope. So we went over to England and became Anand, right? So we got this route uh, going back there. And um, I find there's when I was in Italy, there, a lot of people are, they're just naturally, they have that Mediterranean passion, right? They're just not going to mm-hmm. back down. And um, you got both contrasts. And I think it's it's just a delight to to see that the Italians are, are working now on their own common accord in Bologna. Um, they're just hundreds of people are coming to their meetings. This is a, a real revolution sweep in the planet, and you know it's it's great to yeah. be part of.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm you know I've had it like because everything's been taken away from me. Basically, I'm just hanging by a fingernail in my house. But I will stand in the right. common law. Like I've got my red flag out here. There's a whole lot of strategies I've got. I've got if they trespass on my house, I've got things I want to say. We know um, we've paid for our houses over and over again over the over the years because of all the high taxes we've been. They've been foisted on us because of our um, birth certificates, and that's probably another conversation. because um, You're not really here to talk about that. But we've got common law oh, yeah. groups. It's- I've learned a lot in the last few years. I mean, that yeah. whole um, that whole um, birth certificate thing. <laughs> When I found out about straw men and what that was about and oh, yes. how they referred to us as our debt entity. I'm like, what? Who does yeah, that?
1: That's it's crazy! Nuts. It's
2: insane.
1: You know, and we need about, to expose it.
0: Sorry, what like
1: was that? The, well, it's like sitting in the talking circles when people name their own torture and yeah. say it wasn't abuse, it was torture. They found their own word for it rather than the language they're given to kind of soften it. Um, you see this light come on in people's eyes and when you give people a bit of knowledge like you know your capital name on your on your driver's license is not you it's your slave designation It's a corporation it's it's not even a human being and you see them go wait a minute you mean i've been lied to my whole life i've been in this matrix my whole life and then they say okay what can we do and you've got to have that alternative there or they they kind of look around and go but yeah but everybody else are dead and they kind of almost collapse into despair so we got to. Find and unite those people, and that's the whole plan yeah. with the alliance, right?
2: Yeah. When you get your head around it, it is is—it is difficult to get your head around, but I did write to my tax people and said, thank you for your notice of paying taxes, but you are speaking to a dead entity. Um, I'm, so I am a live woman, Nina, from the family DiGiulio, and I right. have not made a contract with you as a living woman. Therefore, I will no longer be paying my taxes. I've heard nothing back. so it was just simple yeah, so simply teaching people how to write a letter back um, and then they know that you know, game's up the more of us that do that, the better
1: it's true and I would also recommend that you find 11 other people form a local assembly, 12 or more people can pass their own laws and say, okay, our local republic (laughs) assembly has passed this law none of us are paying taxes go stuff yourselves, right? And then they 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 get even more worried because then they're slipping the power's slipping away and the money's slipping away from them. So that's what we try to yeah. do on the ground, right?
2: Yeah, that's it. I mean we've got to use our own intelligence and power. Um when we've right. got it, we've been we've been told we don't and that we got we're powerless and these guys it's like a mother father relationship that that, that dependency, right. but we need to come out of that childhood adolescent stage and really um all of us are, are called to be mature adults, um, being grounded in love, kindness, compassion, but also discernment, a um, large amount of discernment is being called from us all at the moment and it's this call for all of us to transform who we are and that, that's that's the journey we're on and I'm so excited to be on the planet at this time. I didn't think I was going to live for this. I, like, I cannot believe I'm part of it. And I think what's interesting, my mum had German measles when she was pregnant with me. I was supposed to be deaf, dumb, or blind, and I'm like going, "Well, why wasn't? Why didn't that happen? There must be a reason." So it gives me more reason to, to take charge and make change. I'm, I'm meant to be alive. It feels right that I'm here, and it, my whole personality and the, mass, the wow. amount of energy I have and who I am, it's exactly, and all the things that have happened in. In my yep. zone, and probably your zone, and not to, got me to this place. Um, and yeah. I think helping other people, you know, understand you chose this, let's move together, yep. let's work, let's work together, let's mature up together, let's uh, let's turn this ship around and have this world work for humanity. I don't know, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I'm gonna make you the host of this show, you're amazing. No, I mean, like, <laughs> I agree. I agree with it totally. Right down the line, you remind, my, you remind me of a, a native woman, Maggie, and she was, you know, in really bad shape. Of course, but one night we had a protest in downtown Vancouver. They'd grab one of our people, and he was in the in the in the cop shop. And mm. uh, I saw Maggie. This was midnight. She was dragging a police barrier across Main Street in Vancouver, blocking traffic as part of our protest. And if you mm. looked at it, you'd think. You know, this is a a really on-the-skids native woman. She's alcoholic and everything, and yet she steps forward, Mm -hmm. and she has no fear. She said, what can they do to me? I haven't already done, right? And um, she came up after Trevor, the guy who was locked up. We got him out after an hour. We just sat down and stopped the traffic, right? Uh, But then Mm -hmm. Maggie came to me in tears after, and she, she, she hugged me, and she said, you know, we all have a purpose in life, and you've helped me find mine, and now they can't beat me. It's so oh, wow. beautiful. And it was just, it is, just you know, it, it, all the suffering worth it, right, those moments.
2: Yeah, it is It is worth it. See, last year, September 30th, I was terminated from my job. And right. I, I think I could. I didn't go into any depression. I just went, okay, taking my job, you're taking away my nurse's license, um, all my friends and family have gone. What else can happen here? And I'm still alive. And what you know, what else? But you know what's happened, and it's probably happened to you too, Kevin, and everyone else that may be listening. This journey has introduced me to the most amazing humans I didn't even know existed. So, right. when I stood for elections, um, when I wasn't allowed into council buildings, when I wasn't allowed, when I was, um, because I wasn't jabbed with that friggin' bioweapon. Um, when yep. nearly everyone in society abandoned me, and they said, "Oh, it's a shame. she's a lovely girl, but what a shame she listens to that internet <laughs> um, and doesn't, you know, doesn't, you know, look after her people the way she should." <laughs> Got so many amazing comments about me about who they thought I was, and, they, and still out there a little bit. But uh, the right. people that supported my campaign are the real, are the real people, and right. I, I cannot. I, and I didn't know them a month before the, that election, and they just all stepped in and advocated for freedom. Um, and it was very interesting because the Greens Party, who I was a part of <laughs> before, can you believe that? They said, oh, so the environment isn't as important to you as your freedom. So they were making me question what my values were. And so I was able oh, to boy. respond. and Yeah. So I said, no, the environment is important, but... If you don't have freedom, you don't have an environment, <laughs> you just like it does. It's all so,
1: connected.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: Well, you know, so. you're, you're kind of illustrating, yeah, my whole life too. And, and it's the last thing you want to do when you've lost, like when I lost my kids and I lost, I was blacklisted mm-hmm. and had no friends and everyone even family, were just cutting off ties. The last thing you want to do is sit in a room by yourself. I, I used to get on the bus when I used to drop off my kids. You know, I got to see them twice a week briefly because of the court order that the church had paid for um, when they were mm-hmm. torpedoing me. Um, I used to get on the bus because I was distraught. My, my daughters, they were, you know, just in tears that I had to leave them all the time. I was just crushed. but I would get on the bus and I would sit with people and I would just take their energy just to be out among people and then going down yeah. to the healing circles. Uh, well, people have suffered a lot more than me. If they can do it, then I can, right? We need each yeah. other. We only have each other. And that's why I don't really like the internet too much because it makes us think we're in contact. And we've got to have yeah. face-to-face, hand-to-hand contact to build something new. And, and, you know, you and I have both learned that through our life experience, and we've got to mentor yeah. others as elders about that, right?
2: Absolutely. Um, I love where I'm at. I don't look too popular in the eyes of the community. They all think I've gone rogue. <laughs> I'm like going, oh. um, yeah, let them think what they, before it used to bother me, oh, what people think of me. And as a politician, it's always important, They're like, what do people think of me? But now I actually literally don't give a rip. Um, I've I'm got, I know, I've got truth here and I'm standing in right. it and I'm unshakable and you can't, yeah, you can't move me from this place I'm at. I've never been this solid before and i never known myself to be this person before. I was always very a a nurse that was compliant yes doctor whatever you say doctor I was like that before and now I can say to doctors you can bugger off because now you're on the wrong side of history most of my colleagues are on the wrong side of history and um, but I still have this need inside of me when they wake up that they're going to need someone that's going to understand I I, I will be there for people and I think we mentioned earlier um, moving forward as a community I have started my own clinic because, and it's a clinic, it's unusual. Yeah, it's off, it's it's not part of the system. People going to hospital, like last night, they, they need to do a rat test on everyone. No, she's going in for high blood pressure. You don't need to do a rat test on her at all. Um, so these people who are unjabbed are still being treated poorly when they enter our hospital system. So I felt the need to do something offline. So I opened on the 1st of September and I am supporting people with... Um, you know, with the, I'm a 32 year nurse, so there's a lot of I've got a lot of backgrounds. I won't be able to do suturing and things like that, but certainly um, a lot of health prevention and uh, people who are dealing with mental health issues. Those people who've had the jab, we've got detox protocols for them. So there are things, a lot of things we can do to support our community out of the system, and and we're basically my, it's a foundation. So I'm going by donations because for me that's the right thing to do at the moment.
1: Fantastic. This is great news and we want to promote that for you. So is there a contact or a website you can tell folks oh, who are listening? No, I'm keeping
2: it yeah. I, I I'm keeping it local oh. cuz um No, no, it's no, it's okay. all right. I'm happy to share it. Don't get me wrong. I just um I'm not I'm not promoting. I'm just like word of mouth on the ground at the moment, but I just wanted to share well, that because no. if other other communities out there are thinking of doing it, I'm a little yep little wild girl from Australia here, and I can do it. Honestly, you can do it. I just want to, other people who are thinking about doing something like this in the community, their are nurses out there or doctors that have checked out. Even if you're an allied health professional, an exercise physiologist or physio, and you want to do something like this, I encourage you to do it in your community. And um, the more of us there are doing it, the better it is for our people and um, and we can keep our vibe high in the health world.
1: Right now, this is great, and um, you know, let's respect your your uh, autonomy right now. And let, let, let's, you know, because when it, when I uh, mention sometimes in the past when I mentioned and promoted things on the air, people get immediately attacked with emails. Uh, you know, the usual disruptors and, and smearers and that are constantly hovering around. So let's, you know, we'll talk more about this because I hope to have you and Ashley back on soon. Right. Um, yeah. To talk more yeah. about these things, but that's a really encouraging development, and I, it's uh, it's what exactly what we're talking about.
2: Yeah, I only want to speak about it because if other people on the precipice of thinking about doing this, I just really yeah. encourage them to do it. And I'm happy, Kevin, if they've someone just wants to know how I went about it and how I built a network to do it, um, how I got a little bit of funding to do it. It's all through donations, to be honest. Um, but, and then someone found a little office in the middle of town, and um it was cheap enough and we've we've got volunteers painting it up, making it look beautiful and um you know and warm for people to enter um it's It's not a big space, but it's our our hub where we can do some good work in the community um yeah.
1: You know, I could just have people write to us and, and if they look legitimate, we can forward their email to you. We could do it that way yeah, if you like, you or can we can that. talk. Okay, that's great. Um, now, we've got about uh, just under 10 minutes and is there stuff that you really want to talk about we haven't touched on yet?
2: No, look, ev- look. what I really wanted to let people in Australia and the world know is that this is an important movement. The These churches... Um, have lied to us for centuries <laughs> we need to the truth about what who they are and what they claim to be and how they operate needs to be exposed and that doesn't mean a lot of the people there are like that because they're not a lot of people on the ground are very good hearted, they've been deceived and we yep. are warned in the Bible about deception and I think it's it's in the place where we thought we could trust and that's what needs to be exposed. And often right. it sh- it shakes you at first and then, but with all of us supporting each other with truth and we can all move forward and live in our own truth and honour God in our own way through our actions and words and have our world be the one where Jesus actually said in the Bible, the meek shall inherit the earth. Sorry, the meek shall inherit the earth. That's let's look for all the meek and let's inherit this earth and do God's good work here. That's why I wanted to be in your program because I think we need to live that kind of life and expose the evil. And the book of Revelations, Revelation is about finding truth. We're revealing all this crap, all these lies, all this deception. And that's what's exciting, that we're doing that. That's the revelation.
1: Well, you're exciting just listening to, to what you're saying. And, in fact, uh, yeah, I used to say when I was in the pulpit, a member a guy came up to me after a service and said, you know, Reverend, I'm sorry, I haven't been to church. And I said, well, don't worry, Jesus only went to church once, and that was to trash the place when he threw the money changers <laughs> out of the temple. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we don't need these church buildings. People can worship in heather communities the way the early, yeah. you know, Jesus movement began. And yes. um, we don't need bishops or popes or priests to tell anyone what to do. No. The kingdom of heaven is within you. It's within all yes. of us. So. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's, it's what the Aboriginal and, people um,
3: do.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's an indigenous way of understanding things and living. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, it was Maggie when she was talking in one of our circles. She said, well, you people pray to your God and talk about your God. We live with our God. We experience our God. We don't need to talk about it. And, you know, like their relationship with Mother Earth and all the creatures who they're protecting, you know, it's it's beautiful. It's the way we all are inherently, I think.
2: Yeah, that is beautiful. That's a really nice way to kind of like segue out of this whole thing, Aboriginal people and how they live and they experience God. And that was the thing they wanted to take away from them. So to jab them, disempower them blanket them with those chicken pox blankets they did here in australia Yeah, that's how you kill their god that's how you try and kill their spirit but you know what those people know they're still here they're determined um there's a real strength and character about them and uh yep. you know yeah we we need to be here to support them and bring that bring that back allow them to bring that back out of themselves
1: right and that's big part of our, uh, our agenda in the, in the Republic Alliance, as a matter of fact, you and I are going to work in a committee to kind of make those connections with indigenous people, their, their nations and our nations. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember it was the, the guy actually who gave me the name Eagle Strong Voice who is an Anishinaabe or Ojibwe elder. He said, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can only trust white people when they're willing to give up something of their life and privileges and culture otherwise mm. it's just words and he see mm. i see you have kevin said you've lost, lost every you've lost everything for our people so we can trust you and we give you this name and adopt you into our crane clan that's how it happened from you know what we did not what we talked about so it it's really all it's just there it's waiting for us to act and, and go beyond the words and just and just do it right
2: yeah absolutely so um, we're in we're in a, the precipice of a big big transformation and um yep. I definitely wanna be and like you, I feel like we are on the right side of history. We're on we're on God's team. And um yeah, that's that's all I really wanted to say at the end. Um and I'd really thank you, Kevin, for the opportunity. I've looked at your work. I've in process of reading some of your books and watching your DVDs and your videos and I just wanna thank you. <laughs> when did you start? All those years ago, decades, you've been doing this work. Your persistence, your um, courage, your determination um, is truly inspiring to me. Um, and this has been your life's work. And I think you're at a point now where there, it's a tipping point where we're going to see the change. I don't know, for you, I think maybe sharing with people what this moment like here being like this for you is like after all the years of banging away at this
1: that's true and and it's it's really gratifying but i just did the right thing and and i think any moral person would i what what i'd like to talk about in my experience is it shows you the impact you can have if you just stay at something and Mm. you know we're in it for the long haul so and that's part of the lesson i've learned and um Mm. nina i really want to thank you for being on i know we're going to have you and ashley back you're a wonderful addition, an hu- amazing human being. You have a new family now, just like I do. And we're we're going to turn the world around. We've already started. Oh,
2: absolutely. I'm with you on that. I want to be part of that. I'm so excited. Oh, so much energy to burn and be part of that. And um, I thank you for the opportunity, Kevin. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And we're going to have you back on real soon. Thank you, Nina. Wonderful. Thanks for being with us. Okay. Bye for now. Nina DeGiglio from Australia, a soul sister and a fellow member of our Republic Alliance. If you want to be involved in anything you've heard about, write to Republic National Council at ProtonMail.com and I really urge you to go to MurderByDecree.com under ITCCS Updates. Go to the list of things you can do, and under that first article with the list of when things are happening, there's another one about the tactics used. When you're protesting, when you're occupying, when you're seizing church property, the nuts and bolts, what we've learned over the years of how to go about it, it's invaluable. So again, read that up. Write to us, Republic National Council at ProtonMail.com. Most importantly, don't rely on the Internet, folks. Rely on your own sense of what is right and wrong and what you need to do now. Start action, start initiatives where you are, and then contact us. Link up. This is a growing mass movement all over the world, and it's beautiful because it's coming from you, the people. Nobody else, no other, not a lot of money, not a lot of power, just we the people. It shows you the power of eternity that's within any act of integrity. So I want to thank you all. Thank you, Nina, and all of you who have turned in today. We're going to end on a, on a really good song, and um, it's, it's what I like to play regularly. It's called Carry It On. It was from the Civil Rights Movement in America, and um, We're going to be back live next week, September 10th, the day before the big events on September 11th. So be involved, tune in again, stay strong, stay clear, carry it on.
3: There's someone by my side walking. There's a voice within me talking there's a word that needs a saying carry it on carry it on carry it on carry it on they will tell their lying stories send their dogs Hide our bodies, they will lock us in their prisons carry it on, carry it on, carry it on, carry it on but all their lies will be forgotten all their dogs will lie there and their prison walls will crumble. Carry it, on, carry, it on, carry it on, carry it on,
0: carry it on, carry it on.
3: When you can't go on any longer, take the hands of your sisters and brothers, every big tree. Just means another. Carry Carry it on.
0: on.
3: Carry Carry it on. Carry it on. Carry it on. Carry it on. Carry it on.